Our scripture reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. It's the very final verses of the letter from Peter. It says, By Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings. And so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. One year ago, in the month of September, we started very slowly traveling through the book of First Peter as a church, I'm looking at the different passages and thinking more deeply about it. This morning is the, the final week for, for probably um, a fair while that we will um, be in First Peter as a church. So we're actually going to do something um, quite out of the ordinary. And what we're going to do is, um, in the same way as the churches in um, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia received this letter from Peter, and they would have gathered the whole church together, similar to how we're gathered here this morning. They would have read Peter's letter. In one go, they would have read the whole thing. It's just five chapters. Kind of like receiving a sermon directly from Peter. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Um, it's, it's very out of the ordinary. Um, but I believe that it will be a real blessing. So there's a couple things that are going to happen. I've actually asked uh, Leslie and James. We've got some pieces of paper and pens in the back. Uh, many of you will have them. But those of you who do not, if you put up your hand, Leslie and James will actually um, help pass out paper and pens to you until we run out of paper and pens. Um, but if you don't have a, a piece of paper or a pen, um, or if you'd like to take notes on your phone, that's okay as well. But if you don't, please raise your hand so they know who to give it to. So what we're going to do, we're, we're going to read all the way through. And up on the screen, uh, for each chapter, I, I've asked uh, one or, or sometimes two people um, to read through the chapter and to, to just write down very briefly what stood out to them from the passage. So as we read through, that will just come up on the screen. Feel free to um, look at that and read that. Uh, pens and paper. Here's what they're for. So we're reading through the, the book of First Peter, and I'd really encourage each of you to write down um, at least three notes. And they can be as short as verse 18. <laughs> or if you want to, you can write verse 18 and then write down what stood out to you from that verse as we read through. Um, and then just as a way of keeping us thinking about God's Word, um, Peter's uh, kind of his sermon in its whole. We've been breaking up it into parts. I, I believe that Peter intended for the, the churches that received his letter um, to read it through. And that's what we're going to do uh, this morning. 
Thank you, James and, and Leslie. two cups of water. I think I'm going to need it. <laughs> After reading the book through, there's just a short video which is really helpful. It will summarize it for us. The first letter of Peter. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. I'm going to try very hard not to make comments as we go through. <laughs> Blessed be, God, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We actually have a, a slide for... for um, chapter 1, if we can show that now. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. If we can go to the next slide. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds... Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, 
but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So, so, put away all malice and all slander and hypocrisy and envy and slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to Him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. You yourselves are being built up as a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Lord um, through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. So, the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Each of these passages we've had, we've had sermons on. Keep your conduct among, amongst the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, so that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. This was our reading, reading of, of the rules for living this morning. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, 
love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Servants, he writes, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you, you endure? But if, when you do good and you suffer for, for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in His steps." He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we may die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing that you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children, if you do good, and do not fear anything that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so, so that your prayers may not be hindered. I'm going to read that again so that your prayers might not be hindered. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for a reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you 
for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Baptism... which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as a washing, as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels and authorities and powers having been subjected to Him. See how Peter's hearkening back to earlier chapters as we go through. Since Christ, since Christ, therefore, suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do. Living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they're they're surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery. Debauchery, evilness. And they malign you. They speak poorly of you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that, though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the Spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. I'm going to read that again. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as uh, you share in Christ's sufferings. You may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. 
If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to for it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? If the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffering according, suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good, just as we read Jesus did in chapter 2. So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Clothe yourselves, all of you, Peter writes, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you. This is today's passage. Um, That means Peter was the one who actually wrote it down. Uh, Silvanus. Peter spoke the words. um, Silvanus wrote it down. Exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings. And so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. And thus finishes Peter's letter to the churches in Bithynia and Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia Minor. More or less modern day Turkey. I'm going to pray 
then we actually have, it's not too long, it's uh, a seven-minute video just summarizing the book of First Peter. It's not a perfect video. Very little on earth is perfect, but it is a very good summary, and I, I, I think it would be very useful. Before we do that, I just invite you just to pray with me. Father, we recognize the enormous privilege that it is to have written down for us your word. Originally, in, in all likelihood, there was only one copy of Peter's letter that was sent to these churches. We would have gathered together and read it, and then very carefully taken it on to the next city, to the next church for them to read. We recognize that in 2019, we have millions of copies, both of Peter's letter and, and of your word. We recognize how blessed we are we also recognize the message of First Peter. That we can and indeed we should be joyful regardless of any suffering that we might go through. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that true message that you gave to Peter who has passed it on to those churches in Turkey, and indeed to us this morning. We ask that you will help us to live as joyful people, with our eyes fixed on you, knowing that we have already won. We are members of your family, and we will live in eternal glory with you. Pray that you will help us to live in light of that. Amen. We have now just a quick video, um, and I invite you to, to watch it with me. Um, and then after the video,